0: This podcast is called Obsessed, Joseph
1: Scrimshaw and his guest, get some secrets off their chest, you should listen, it's the best! Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw, in just a few moments we'll be talking to a random audience volunteer named Barbara who is obsessed with Elvis but first I want to tell you about a concept that I am becoming more and more obsessed with and that is the concept of relativity. Not like the mathematical science thing because I don't understand that but just the actual seeing things from different perspectives. In particular uh, I've been increasingly annoyed in conversations with people where as they get older they tend to reflect on the past and will just explain things by saying, Well, it was a simpler time. And I always have to bite my tongue and stop myself from saying, you think things were simpler when you were a kid because you were actually a kid. (laughs) I used to have this uh, conversation with my grandfather where he would try to tell me how great He had it when he was a kid and all the typical sort of grandfather, old man in my day things that five cents would get you a trolley ride and you could buy 5,000 comic books and like invest in Sears Roebuck and all this shit and, and birds pooped gold and all of this incredible stuff. And I would have to stop myself from saying, yeah, but when you were 18, you were jumping out of a plane to storm the beach on Normandy and when... I was 18, I was really upset that I couldn't beat Super Mario Brothers 3. You know, we're used to all of our problems, and they seem normal, but when you get older, you're, you're uh, you know, surrounded by all these new problems that seem exotic and weird to you, so they seem somehow worse. And I frankly look forward to that for myself, being an ancient old man and trying to tell people how simple and wonderful things were back in the 21st century, you know, back in my day before Facebook was sentient. There were actually more human beings than there were podcasts. Unlike nowadays, where podcasts outnumber actual human beings at least seven to one. So the more I think about this whole idea of relativity, the more I like uh, approaching life with trying to see things from as many different perspectives as possible. I feel it uh, helps remind me that no matter how old you are, things were probably about the same amount of shitty. And I think if you can really hold that in your heart, it makes your life better. So I invite you uh, to raise your glasses and toast with me to the concept of relativity. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Barbara. Barbara, please join us. Go ahead and have a seat. Would you like a drink? I can buy you a drink, Barbara. that's all right. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Uh, So feel free to lean into the microphone so the audience can hear you. Okay. So, uh, Barbara, uh, I believe, unless I'm insane, you are the mother of a friend of mine, an entertainer, comedian, uh, named Courtney. Is that correct?
0: That is correct,
1: yes. And now, did you choose to volunteer or did your daughter force your hand? (laughs)
0: She forced my hand. She always does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, I, I don't know how old Courtney is, we don't need to say, but since she was born, you've, you haven't done anything of your own free will. It's always been what Courtney makes you do. No, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now where do you live?
0: Where do I live? Yeah. Yorba Belinda. California. Where?
1: Okay, wonderful. And you are obsessed with Elvis. Is that true, or did Courtney just say that?
0: Well, it's one of my obsessions. Okay. So I have a few.
1: What are some of your other obsessions?
0: Well, I like dancing.
1: Wonderful. Any yeah. specific kind of dancing? Burlesque? or
0: <laughs> Well, it, it used to be ballet, but now I like flamenco dancing. Okay. Yeah.
1: And uh, do you have a flamenco partner?
0: Um, my husband. Oh, wonderful. Steven.
1: And he flamenco dances with you?
0: No, he doesn't dance. He, he stands in the f- middle of the floor, <laughs> and I dance around him. <laughs>
1: So he's sort of your maypole, and you're like a flamenco yes. ribbon dancing exactly. about him. Exactly, yes. Wonderful. Uh, so you like dancing. You like Elvis. Uh, mm-hmm. What else?
0: Oh, what else do I like? I love, I love to read. I like to watch tennis. Wimbledon. I like the Angels um, baseball team. Okay. Sorry, Twins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so let's talk a little bit about Elvis, because now, did you choose Elvis, or did Courtney physically grab your hand and I write it down on? No, a I think
0: p- it was just written down somewhere. Okay. But I do love Elvis.
1: You do love. Okay, yes. so w- uh, when away. how did Elvis come into your life?
0: How did he come into my life? Well, um, uh, well, when I was growing up, about fifteen, um, I was visiting my grandma in Liverpool, and we used to go up and down this one street. And I remember seeing this picture of Elvis in a heart, um, in sort of a necklace in this mm-hmm. window, and um, I just thought, oh, he's nice looking, you know, it's kind of <laughs> cool. So uh, every time <laughs> we w- I went back and forth on the street, I'd see this picture, and I just had to have it. So was I went in and, and bought. Was and it in a shop? It, it was in a shop. It was just a little cheap little. Pi- I still have it. Wow. Picture of Elvis in this heart, uh, in this gold-shaped um, heart.
1: And you didn't so. know who Elvis was? You just thought that's well, a striking well, gentleman?
0: It, yeah, but I, I was also you know uh, cognizant of the fact that his music was popular at that time. And when um, I heard, Are You Lonesome Tonight?, then I was hooked.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is it the weird monologue in the middle? Did the weird monologue in the middle really grab you?
0: Uh, <laughs> so well, he's got that
1: weird, like uh, the curtains are going to come down. It yeah, sounds I know, like I maybe, know. Maybe, yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it's part of it, but not all of it. No, did, when you listen to that where you
1: were just like the song's beautiful Elvis why the weird it was the, the voice it was the
0: hormones it was everything just the came hormones, together okay. beautifully yes
1: so did you did you go through like this sort of stereotypical experience where you kind of you you understood he was a musician you you thought he was cute but then you understood the sort of sexuality
0: it's all all at once you know it's it was, was it magical really okay. I, you know it's so like falling in love you fall you're falling in love with this person you don't even know and you become Obsessed and infatu- infatuated with them.
1: So, how did your your infatuation with Elvis express itself?
0: Um, well, I used to listen to his music <laughs> over and over. I remember this one song. I, I what was it? It's been so long now, but um, I think it was it was a night. Ooh, what a night!
1: Ooh, what a night! And
0: yeah, and I is that
1: l- one of his disco songs?
0: <laughs> no, actually. If you've ever seen 3,000 Miles to Graceland, it's I, the song that they play in
1: on what the I, introduction. I know a little bit about Elvis, not a lot. So what is 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Is that a, like a biopic?
0: Uh, Kurt Russell okay. played Elvis. Uh, it was a robbery that occurred in, in Las Vegas, and uh, three guys were dressed as Elvis, and they went um, to a casino in Las Vegas, and pretending because it was an Elvis show, and they were pretending to be an Elvis in personate all of them. So this this doesn't have
1: anything to do with actual Elvis. No,
0: they just rob but it was uh, it was kind of an entertaining movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But anyway, oh sorry. So Uh, no no no. If you go go for it.
0: Well um, I forget where I was now.
1: Um well I'd like to go back to your sexuality. (laughs) 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 So uh when when you started meeting boys in being interested in boys did you compare them to Elvis were yes, you sad that yes. they were not Elvis
0: uh no my very first boyfriend boyfriend kind of had that look
1: he had the Elvis boys look like that look. did he have the moves with like the hips and whatnot
0: no not at all
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> did he have any other moves or was, was he um, paralyzed <laughs> <laughs> it's just a substitute <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so how how long were you with your Elvis substitute for his boyfriend?
0: Oh, he was actually it lasted a long time. I was about sixteen. I was about twenty.
1: Oh, okay, when, wow. When it all
0: ended, yeah. Okay. Before I came to the states. Uh, so you were looking for Elvis actually. So you, you o- so you
1: obviously you were in in England at the time. Yes. That, so yes what was I grew it? up
0: in England. Yeah.
1: So what was did having a little bit more perspective on the whole Elvis uh, phenomenon since your uh, has been some time. Do you think that there's a real difference in how America and England perceived him?
0: Well, yes. Well, you know, we were deprived of h- having him doing live performances right. in England. He was never allowed to go because Colonel Tom Parker didn't have, apparently, he didn't even have a visa. He was not even a citizen. Yeah. And he, I think he he was just detrimental in the fact, you know, Elvis was not able to travel and he really wanted to travel. And we in England were just... We, you know, we were, we had this pent-up frustration because we wanted to see him perform. <laughs> we used to go to these movies uh-huh. to see him, and that's the only way we could see him. So I thought, okay, I'm going to move to America. I'm going to go to Memphis. <laughs> I'm going to meet him.
1: So you so moved so to America to meet Elvis?
0: Well, it, it was one of the reasons. I thought, <laughs> I, I, can meet, reason. I can meet him, you know, and, and um, but... Well, what were
1: the other reasons?
0: just to travel cuz I love to travel just to travel yes but
1: I mean that's a pretty big deal to say hey here's a bonus I can meet this man
0: yes yeah but then you know I got wrapped up in just trying to survive uh, being by myself in, in a big city like right. New York and then um, not long after that I met my husband so
1: so uh, how did you so when the Beatles became popular how did you feel about them in relation to Elvis did you feel like they were pushing crowding him out of the spotlight
0: That was an entirely different um, entity to me. Mm -hmm. The Beatles were, yeah, very, very famous and very popular. In fact, I did see a live performance of the Beatles before I left England, and I didn't see Elvis live until I was married to Stephen, and for my birthday, he took me to see him perform at the Cow Palace.
1: But unfortunately,
0: it was when during his life uh, when he was just... You know, I think just had too many things going on, too many drugs, and he was just not the performer he, he was at one time.
1: So what was the experience so like for you to... Did you try to enjoy it, despite the fact that I you I did enjoy was it. I was trembling jumpsuit, all the all time. This? I okay. was
0: trembling all the time, yeah. And I was also pregnant with Courtney. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: So Courtney, so I know Courtney pretty well. So yes. some of her persona was perhaps absorbed... <laughs> from later jumpsuit Elvis
0: I don't know. <laughs> transmitted through you oh. into Courtney. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Sorry.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> is there anything super important that you feel the world must know about Elvis?
0: Um, I think they need to remember him, not because of he was, became overweight and these people go around pretending they look like him, and these suits. Right. I think that, um, they need to remember he was a very humble human being that grew up in a very poor family, right. in a poor part of town in Beale Street mem- well actually he was born in Tupelo, Mississippi and then he moved to Memphis and uh, one of his haunts was Beale Street and he was just a very um, humble, simple person and he had a fabulous voice and um, a lot of soul, and I just, um, he, grew, he grew, grew into this famous person because of this agent, or, right. you know, Colonel Tom Parker, the who jerk, made him I famous, think. and I mean, he did help him um, earn a lot of money and make all these fabulous records, but at the same time, there was this very simple person that was, you know. He made him do a lot center. of stupid
1: things, too, though. I mean, he made him make all those stupid movies, not any good movies. Well, you I know that. I know that right. Elvis would actually that, offer good roles. That was very roles.
0: frustrating to me because he, I think, he could have been a really good actor, and he, he was. He did have the um, talent, I think, to really take it far. But he signed all these contracts, and he became sort of this robot in these stupid movies. Even I hated those movies. Yeah, so No. After beyond, you know, after the first few. Uh, I, I stopped watching. You stopped them. watching, them, yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
1: actually, his first few films were actually written for Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and the writers and the producer had such a machine going that they had already written these scripts, and Martin and Lewis said, "No, no, screw you, we're breaking up," and like, well, we got these scripts.
0: That's not true. Yes. Is this true? It is.
1: It is. I'm obsessed with Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, so I know oh this. Oh
0: my god.
1: So, like, yeah, Dean Martin is like, they, you know, they, they, all the money people said, like, look, we've got these films for you. Can you do these? And, like, no, we're breaking up. We don't care. We'll pay you <laughs> millions of dollars. And then they just plugged Elvis in.
0: Oh, I don't believe that for a second.
1: True. <laughs> all right, let's All uh, we'll, right. We'll do some Wikipedia when you get home. Okay. <laughs> Try to look it up. Oh. I'm also, I'm also, uh, I also believe, I read this somewhere, that uh, Elvis was actually supposed to be in The Defiant Ones, co-starring oh. with Sammy Davis Jr., I didn't know that. That would have been a very different film, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've not heard that at all. I, I thought he was going to be in, um, oh, what's that movie with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson? Uh, a Star Love is Born? Yeah, uh, oh, I, think, I think he was going to be the co-star. And Colonel Parker just, you know, said, well, he... No, he that might be, be
1: good. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I might hate be too might be too good He's for everything you. that's wrong with entertainment. Yeah, you might have him. to
0: really look like you're acting and, and give of yourself, whereas we want you to not kiss anybody because all those women out there don't want to think that you're gonna be kissing anybody else. But I would have loved to have seen him very passionate with somebody in a movie.
1: Right. That must be very frustrating.
0: It it was extremely frustrating. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> Your husband must have benefited from all that frustration back. In See. Courtney was made from Elvis frustration is what oh, I hear. Okay. <laughs> okay, now that I've gone too far, um, <laughs> let's wrap up. Oh yeah. I have some very, very serious questions for you. Are you ready?
0: Oh, oh yes, I guess. <laughs> I don't think on my feet well, I'll tell you. Oh that. that's fine.
1: That's fine. Uh, if you had a nickel for every time you did something, what would that thing be?
0: Oh um, every time I something. Drive a mile in L.A.
1: traffic. Your daughter is offering you options. Uh,
0: um, we'll play it by I ear. What, sorry? We'll play it by ear. Oh, play it by ear. Yeah, that was a kind of an inside joke. With okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, everything I, I time you that. played I
1: something with your ear... <laughs>
0: That's a hard question. I'd have to th- I, I'm a thinker. I have to think about okay. things and study.
1: So what I'd like you to do, Courtney has my contact information.
0: <laughs> I'll email you. Give
1: it some thought. <laughs> and I'll just I'll do an impression of you and dub it into the podcast. Uh, okay. Just drop your answer in. It'll be lovely. All right. Um, you tell me a question that you would like me to ask you. Um, oh. Uh,
0: okay. I, I don't know. Okay. Um,
1: How about this? Do you want me to ask you any more questions?
0: You know, I'm not a performer. <laughs> except, <laughs> except when I'm by myself and I hear music I love, I'll get up and dance. That's when I perform, when nobody else is around. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, otherwise, forget it. Okay, I well, I
1: have a final it. question that I have to ask because okay. it's the little shtick of the show. Uh, and you can take your time to think about this. What is happiness?
0: Happiness, I think, um, you know, they always say money can't buy happiness, but I think that's an invalid question. I think it should be um, money doesn't guarantee happiness because I think you can be very happy with lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yes, you can be miserable with money. You can miserable, be miserable being poor, but it, it's, money is a great help in helping us control our lives. And uh, so I think it is a commodity that we all need and we, we'd all like to have. So, however, obviously, happiness has to do with who you are, realizing who you are, and taking that to the potential that, that to the greatest potential that you as an individual that can, that can put back into society to help other human beings. Because I think we're getting very selfish right now with people, and I think we have to get help other people—not you know, not hand out, but just hmm. give a hand up. You know, just help. us. Yes. And um, and I think being productive and accomplishing something—that's your goal. If you remain focused and you really want to accomplish something, don't think it's going to happen tomorrow because it won't. You have to do it little by little, and just. Very small gains in life, and you and it's the journey you hear that all the time. And it is to me happiness is just the little things you go out for a walk and you smell the flowers, or you know, just sitting down with a glass of wine with friends to me, that's happiness. And and moments like this, where (laughs) I I thought, you know, I I can't get up and do this, and here I am doing it, yeah, (laughs)
1: ladies and gentlemen, Barbara.
0: You've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest. Shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.